believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven, you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. That God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him. And it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven. So that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you and I hope You'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach Patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. Alright, how are you guys doing this morning? It is Sunday. And it is January 14th, 2023, believe it or not. Wow, uh, time is flying. I think exciting things are going to happen this year. It's going to be a tough time, but it's going to be a glorious time as well. We're going to be celebrating that as we move forward here um, in January and February of 2024. Right now, uh, we are going to do communion a little bit later today, so uh, make sure you uh, get your elements at a point that you can go grab them. And uh, that'll be probably later in the service, but we're gonna go over Romans 14 now. We're almost done with the book of Romans. Boy, we just going back all the way, we went through Ezra and all the books about Nehemiah, all that. And then we went through the book of Genesis and then we went through Daniel and then we reviewed Revelation. And uh, now we're almost through the entire book of Romans. We'll probably move into Ephesians next. So uh, stick with us as here. We teach every Sunday morning as well as usually on Monday night after the show um, and then Thursday at the end of the show. And so we're kind of doing three teachings a week here. Uh, word and worship um, uh, for, for what I'm teaching alone. And then together with on a fourth time during the week on Friday, I teach with Gus on the book of John right now as we're going through that. So I think you'll enjoy that time. If you can join us on Friday, Mondays, and Thursdays as well, if you love the teaching. We're going to be digging into that. Let me lift this up to some prayer, and then we'll dig into chapter 14. I see we have some awesome people backstage, too, ready to worship with us, including uh, 
I see Annette and, and uh, well, Teresa and Lois were here a second ago, so they're probably reconnecting. Um, but let's uh, lift this up. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. And the word uh, is God. The word uh, was with God. And the word was God. <laughs> Lord, uh, thank you that we can study it and put it into our heart. And Lord, that's what I pray today is that more of us will come to a better understanding of what you want us to learn out of Romans 14. Get me out of the way. Allow your word to just divide to the soul and the spirit and uh, just discern the, 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 the intentions and thoughts of the hearts as you say in Hebrews 4.12. Lord, we just submit this time to you. We submit this ministry to you. We submit all of us to you completely. We're the clay, you're the potter. Make us the work of your hands. We love you. We say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So we're going to start there. We're going to start just digging into chapter 14, and then we're going to get into some beautiful music. Now, just to let you know, we, we love this format um, here at Blessed Teach where we, we really, the teachings aren't massively long. Um, they're split up, right, with music in between. And so we will uh, play the beautiful video music um, as we go along here after a short teaching. And uh, in, and then, but I also want to make it interactive. We really want this to be interactive. So right now we've got it to where I can show on the screen um, comments that are typed backstage or on Rumble. So if you're on Rumble, make sure you get to the live chat. If you have a, want to post a scripture, you want to post a question or just a comment that's relevant, uh, the relevant stuff I'll put up on the screen. Uh, same with Backstage. Again, Backstage you can get to absolutely free now. It's part of the ministry. Um, it used to be $17.76 a month. Now you just go to blessedteach.com and then you hit Backstage tab and then you can sign up and be Backstage in a matter of minutes, right? And um, also, you can, uh, that backstage comes with uh, the searching notes where you can look at the prophetic words and see you everywhere with Julie Green or Amanda Grace or, or my words for word alone time with God. You'll be able, to, you'll be able to search all that and plus all the shows you can search. So I remember Rick's guest said this on the show and you can search on that term and boom, it'll bring up that video at that exact second on that exact show. I think you'll really enjoy that part. And then you'll be backstage also, you can be on Tuesdays and Wednesdays live on Zoom with. Uh, the Wano Savins and the Amanda Graces and whoever else we bring on. Uh, so you'll enjoy backstage uh, ministry as well. All right, so let's get into a little bit of teaching on Romans 14. Again, last Monday we covered ro the end of Romans 13. And a lot of uh, a lot of people skip these when they're teaching uh, teaching a book. They'll skip uh, some of this part because it's a, it's a, it's a little hard for some Christians to... to to hear because it it's about not passing judgment and what we need to do as Christians. But I think this is just real important to teach the entire Bible, right? So we'll even go over uh, Romans 16, which is pretty much uh, salutations to everybody and, and saying goodbye to them. But it's kind of, there's deep insights in even those, even those, uh, uh, I guess, groups of scripture. So that's why I don't want to skip any of it. We're just going to, so I'll just read through this now, and then we'll do some songs and I'll come back and dig in more detail into Romans 14. And it's about do not pass judgment on others. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains. And let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. You are not to pass judgment on the servant of another. It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make a stand. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. 
Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. Isn't that true? For to this end, Christ died and lived again, and he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it's written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Woo, beautiful scripture there about do not pass judgment. This The second part of this uh, chapter talks about do not cause another to stumble. Very similar teaching says, therefore, let us not pass judgment on another any longer, but rather decide to never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother or sister, obviously. I know and am persuaded in the Lord, Jesus, that nothing is unclean of itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it's unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love, but what you eat do not destroy the one of whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken as of evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us praise what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not, for sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for whatever what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith. For what does not proceed from faith is sin. Wow. And that is uh, just some great advice is not to judge others based on um, anything, really, <laughs> right? Except if they have the wrong belief in the wrong Jesus, the wrong God, or the wrong gospel. I always talk about that. Keep those three big rocks. And also, I think it just reminds us also to just give God thanks for everything we put in our mouth. I have a bad habit of not doing that enough, right? Every time I, you drink coffee or drink some water or eat anything, why not just thank God for it? And, uh, and it you know, it reminds me of Exodus 23, 25, and 26. It talks about worship the Lord your God and, he, and his blessings will be on your food and water, right? So uh, let's just thank him for that type of stuff. I see a bunch of people backstage of Bobby and Jeremiah and Lois and Annette. Thank you guys for being here. We're going to now just get into some worship. And uh, we, uh, we're going to start with the Revelation song. What talks, we just went over the book of Revelation last, last series, right? And um, this song just uh, oozes with it, <laughs> with scripture around it. And I'll read this one, maybe uh, uh, then uh, Annette can do the next one. This is, uh, Worthy is the Lamb who has, was slain. And anybody else that would like to read these, these here, just to let me know via chat, or, uh, and, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll alternate here. 
And um, again, we just like to make sure every song is, is grounded in the Word of God. And you see that that lyric of worthy is the Lamb who was slain is right out of Revelation 5, 12. It says, Say with a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Another key part of the song says, Sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Our mercy seat is within the Holy of Holies. Uh, but we're seeing this new song in Revelation 5, 8, and 10 says that. It says, The four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, and they sang a new song. And that's all through Proverbs as well, talking about singing him a new song. And so in some ways we're doing that right now, right, as we have new video and scripture all associated with this song. Um, Exodus 25, 17 through 22 talks about that mercy seat. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. And you shall put the mercy seat on the top of the ark, and I will meet you there. He would meet at least once a year, uh, the priest, high priest, in at the mercy seat. And they'd sprinkle blood on it. But what happened in the New Testament? But when Christ appeared as the high priest, he entered once and for all into the holy places by means of his own blood, and thus securing an eternal redemption. Hebrews 9, 11 through 12. Woo, that is the, and that's the new covenant we live under. And then this ends, uh, I mean, this another third verse we emphasize in the song is, Who was and is and is to come, right out of Revelation 1.8. And I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and was and who is to come, the Almighty. That is what we're worshiping today. So just uh, as, we, as we sing these songs, just to, you know, the scripture will be coming at the bottom. Think about what God's word is telling us here as we worship in the Revelation song. creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb and they sang a new song.
worthy is the Lamb who was slain. We see power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, and they sang a new song. So make a mercy seat of pure gold, and you shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark. There, I will meet you. But when Christ appeared, the high priest, who entered once and for all the holy places by means of his own blood, thus securing eternal redemption. couple deep worship songs we're starting with and this next one is beautiful as well. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And that if you wouldn't mind doing this uh, nothing else song, another deep worship song. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can do this. Okay, go ahead. Of course, I love, love these songs. I just want you, nothing else. Jesus, nothing else will do. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. We love him because he first loved us. 1 John 4, 18 to 19. Then Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Matthew 16, 24. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. All his sayings are in your hand. They sit down at your feet. Deuteronomy 33, 3, NKGV. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Philippians 3, 3, NKGV. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. I just want you. For all have sinned and all fall short 
of the glory of God. Romans 3, 23. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. I, I'm Deuteronomy sorry, I can't 6, see 5. that. Deuteronomy yeah. 6.5. Awesome. Thank you so much, Annette. It's just, it's just worship. Point back to the scripture at the bottom as you're worshiping here to nothing else. I'm caught up in your presence.
Lord your God with all your heart, soul, all your strength. Coming back to where we started. Coming back to where we started. When I first felt your love. You're all that matters, Jesus. You're all that matters. Coming back to what really matters. Just your heart. Just want to bless your heart, Jesus. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. Never want to leave And oh, I'm not here for blessing Jesus, you don't owe me There's no fear in love with perfect, perfect fear. Perfect love casts out fear. We love him because he first loved us. Wow. That song gets me almost every time. Um, the deep worship songs and the, the videographer does such a beautiful job with these videos. I hope you can just see that how attaching this to scripture makes it kind of special. We're basically worshiping with his word. We're speaking Jesus as we're worshiping him. And often when we worship, we are able to really commune with God in a special way. And when and really start to think more like him and allows us to be more like him as well and be in his path better. We just worship him with his word. Let's continue with uh this, this teaching on um, Romans 14 and dig into it a little bit more. And verse 1 says, As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but do not quarrel over opinions. Right? There's other parts of the Bible I like to, I like to jump to when we, uh, when we study these, this word. Like 1 Corinthians 8, 9, and 11 talks about something similar. It says, But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. Primarily new Christians and might be might might not, not be as mature as you, right? Or if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will he not be encouraged if he is cons if his conscience is weak to eat food offered to idols? And so by your knowledge, this weak person is destroyed, the brother for whom Christ died. And so this uh, this whole chapter is about. Um, just not stumbling. Like, if, for instance, if somebody believes alcohol is wrong, you should bring him a bring him wine for for them to go to their house, right? Or um, if if somebody really believes that you shouldn't be eating certain things, just don't eat that in front of them. Uh, but it's all also if you believe some things are wrong, you should be judging others, right? That's that's what this this whole is about. Verse three, I'm gonna dig into this certain verses a little bit. Let's not. 
let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. So this is a, this is a new covenant versus the old covenant. The old covenant had very strict dietary rules, kosher, right? It also had a, had a, had 613 laws that are almost impossible to, to meet. Um, we know we live by grace and faith now, thank goodness. Um, but and we don't have to sacrifice animals, etc. So all those laws don't apply anymore. Um, but this is still a great guide. Most of them are, right? And uh, the law was made so we're conscious of sin. Um, if we look at Colossians two sixteen, it talks a little bit. About that. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you with questions of food and drink, or with regard to festival or new moon or Sabbath. So this is important. If you believe we should be worshiping on Saturday, not Sunday, that's fine. But don't judge us because we're worshiping here on Sunday, right? Um, stay, I, I take my day off on Saturday, right? But it's not um, because of the law. It's because it's just I need to have a day off, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so, and same with uh, alcohol. If, 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 if you're doing that in faith to the Lord, there's nothing wrong with that in moderation. But if you really feel that it's wrong, then, then uh, abstain from it. And you're doing that in, in faith to the Lord. We just shouldn't be judging each other, right? Verse 4 gets, Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before our own master that he stands or falls. And he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. And again, there's other parts of the Bible that talk about this, like James 4.12 says, There is only one lawgiver and judge who is able to save or destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? So again, Jesus did judge on beliefs that were wrong. Like he said, you Samaritans do not know what you believe. All right, so that, to me, that is fair game. If somebody's teaching the wrong God, the wrong Jesus, and the wrong gospel, we should judge that. That's incorrect beliefs that affect their salvation, right? But um, on the smaller stuff and, on, and, on, and on, th on things like food and what you eat and what day you worship, we got to be extremely careful. The Bible's extremely clear, not just in Romans, but in James, and we just looked at what, what uh, Colossians, what Corinthians, all, all in, in unison on on this teaching. Right? Um, you'll see in verse six here, the one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. So it's okay to say, "Hey, this day's special." And Christmas comes to mind. If that's a special day to people. You shouldn't judge them for doing that, just because you think it's a pagan holiday, right? Remember. They, that Constantine actually ended child sacrifices <laughs> and moved to a much better way. But if you don't want to, if you do not want to observe that, that's fine. Do it. Do it. That, that, that's beautiful. Um, and uh, there's a little bit more in uh, on this uh, giving thanks to God, right? Uh, instead of instead of judging others, one Corinthians ten talks about if I partake with thankfulness, why am I denounced? Because of that for which I give thanks. So if you give thanks and have a little bit of a glass of wine, as long as you're not an alcoholic, right? You shouldn't, you, you don't have to judge yourself for that. But you shouldn't do that in front of others that believe that's wrong. I think that's what it comes down to. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. This is why we just give thanks before we eat and drink. So he'll bless our food and water. Like uh, if uh, Exodus 23, 25 and 26 talks about, it's one of my memory verses I love. Um, it actually says, "Worship the Lord your God, and He'll bless your food and water." In the, in I think the NIV, the ESV says, "Serve," and others say, "Serve." So worship and serve the Lord, and He'll bless your your food and water. What, what a great promise, huh? Um, there's another part talking about when giving thanks to God in Timothy. 
where in 1 Timothy 4, 3 and 4 says, who forbid marriage and require absence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected in his received, if it is received with thanksgiving. So that's the whole key, right? If you're wondering if you're doing something wrong and you're a mature Christian, you can pretty much eat and drink anything. Okay, you can worship and on certain days and not certain days. You, you, but you just don't judge others for not doing it the way you're doing it, right? That is a, a real key, I think, that a teaching here that's important, especially in this day of the truthers attacking each other, um, everybody attacking each other. Right? Boy, that was a word that the Lord gave me just the other day. I don't think I posted yet about how important it is not to be doing that, right? We need to try to be a, with a bond of peace and a spirit of unity and not attacking other brothers and sisters. Um, at this point in time. Again, unless they're teaching the wrong God, the wrong Jesus, the wrong gospel, that's where I think you have to draw the line because that has to do with our salvation, right? Um, if you look at verse seven, it says, for none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. And uh, points a little bit to 2 Corinthians 5, 15. And he died for all, that those who might live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for the sake died and was raised. That is, uh, that's Jesus's, and that's a whole new covenant right there, right? Uh, that's why we, uh, these new promises and, and, and um, him not, you know, we have to go to the Holy of Holies. We're in the Holy of Holies because that curtain got torn from top to bottom. And, and when we are praying through Christ uh, to the Father, we are literally in the Holy of Holies. And what a privilege that is. Something that, that only once a year the priest got to do, we get to do on a daily basis. Right? That's why you need to come to him with fear and trembling, right? <laughs> and understanding that he is the, the Lord of the universe you're, you're communing with at that point in time. And another, I think this is a different one, Galatians 2.20. Uh, yeah, this is a new memory verse I just added recently. If you're following me on the Bible memory app, you can download your phone. You can just go to BibleMemory.com and you look at the groups. You'll see Blessed Teach, Blessed the Number Two Teach. And um, that's where I am in all my social media, blessed with the number two teach, right? And you will, um, all one word, right? Um, and this is one I added just recently, Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Whew. What a beautiful verse. That's how I love about uh, putting God's word in your heart because you'll be reading parts of the scripture and you'll, it'll relate automatically to, to, to these other parts of scripture that are extremely powerful. Um, if you look at verse nine, it says, for to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and living. And when you talk about the dead and living, again, um, Revelation 1.18 points to that, and the living one, I died, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys of the death of Hades. I think I don't have the red letters turned on. Let me turn those on real quick. That's how you do it in, in Bible Gateway. There it is. That's Jesus speaking. He says, And the living one, I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of the death of Hades. So what, what a privilege that we have him in us, right? As the Holy Spirit comes into us, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And we have Revelation 2.8, he talks about this again to the church of Smyrna when he said, And to the angel of the church of Smyrna write, The words of the first and last who died and came to life. That's Jesus talking about himself right there. And let's dig into a little bit the, 
judging of the living. I'm going to stay on this where it talks about the loving, the, the, the judging of the living, the, the, the living and the dead, right? He's the God of both the living and the dead. That's a very important concept. Acts 10, 42 says, And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. Right there, and you see that also in Revelation 20, where he says, And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. The great white throne judgment. And um, again, that's why we can be so thankful that we have the life of Christ and the blood of Christ covering us. That's what we're going to be celebrating in communion here in a bit, is, is that his blood um, covers, covers all our sins, past, present, and future. Beautiful, beautiful concept of the New Testament. It's why we can live in peace and like like Gus said, has said, it's like if, when we die, it's an upgrade. So we don't even fear death. <laughs> we don't fear anything <laughs> because it's like, hey, kill me. It's an upgrade, right? <laughs> so uh, what a beautiful way to live, right? Instead of in fear, we're just we're just uh, at peace. That's why you can says, do not be anxious about anything. In in my my life verse, right, Philippians four six and seven. Um, don't be anxious about anything in all situations. We, we don't. We can just present our request to God, right? And that peace of God that transcends all sin discards our hearts and our minds, right? What a way to live! This is why you can live the abundant life. It's not because you're going to be this rich person living in a in a mansion. Uh, as much as it is just God blessing you with your mindset that's in peace and love all the time. Um, we look at verse ten. And uh, says, why do you pass judgment on your brother or do or you? Why do you despise your brother? For we will stand before the judgment seat of God. So now that's important. We just read about that a little bit in in, in uh, Revelation, right? We can also see in Acts uh, 1042, it says, And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. So uh, there is judgment, right? That's why... Uh, you just know you're not going to have that judgment if you're written in the book of life. That's one reason, another reason why we can live the abundant life, because we, we're confident that we're in that book, right? 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Part of that good and evil is, is judging others, right? So I really suggest people be careful when you're judging the brethren, right? You could be, that's what Satan does, right? He accuses the brethren. So if you're accusing inaccurately somehow because of your lack of understanding, um, that is dangerous stuff. Right? That's why I try to keep only with the right God, the right Jesus, and the right gospel, the things that, accept, that, that, that affect your salvation directly. You can't get, you can't be saved if you have the wrong Jesus and the wrong God and or the wrong gospel, right? But other than that, be careful of judging another brother. It's very, very easy to do. It's human nature to do it. That's why we have to die to our flesh every single day and just love people despite their nuances and even their sin, right? Um, verse 11 gets into four written as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. And uh, we can see that in other places too in Philippians 2, 10 and 11 says, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. 
We also see about every knee bowing in Isaiah all the way back in the Old Testament. By myself I have sworn, for my mouth has gone out in righteousness, a word that shall not return. I mean, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall swear an allegiance. Not many people know that that's also in the Old Testament, right? <laughs> it's a beautiful verse to just show us uh, that uh, that this was this was predicted. Jesus said it, and it is going to happen. It is going to happen. Every knee is going to bow uh, to the to the living Christ. And, it, and verse twelve says, "So then each of us will give an account of himself to God." Right? This is important to know, especially if you're searching right now and you really haven't accepted Jesus as your Savior. Just understand that this is going to happen, right? Matthew 12, 36 talks about it in red letters. This is Jesus talking. He says, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless work they speak. There's a but there, right? Is that if you have the blood of Christ covering you, they see that, that judgment is going to see the perfect life of Christ. So when you get judged, do you want the perfect life of Christ or do you want your life? Well, I can tell you which one I want. I want the perfect life of Christ to be seen. So when somebody says, how are you going to get to heaven? The answer has nothing to do with what you do, your works. It has 100% to do with who you're depending on. I depend on the life. I have the blood of Christ. <laughs> Why am I going to get to heaven? Only because of Jesus. 100% Jesus, 0% me. Right? That's one thing I say often. It's very important to understand that. That is what grace is all about. That's what, that's what living by faith is. Matthew 16, 27, Jesus says it again. He says, For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Whew. So you want to be repaid based on the perfect life of Christ or what you've done in your life? I'll tell you what. Every person, I think, will answer that. That perfect life of Christ is, 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 is going to be better than mine, right? <laughs> 1 Peter 4, 5 says, But they will give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. But this is not just some um, random scripture. This is all over the Bible. It's important that we will be judged. And uh, we shouldn't be judging others. Right? We should, uh, we should be, uh, that's part of that sin. And that's part of why we just come to Christ. If you're just searching right now, make sure you give your life to him. It's as simple as just saying a simple prayer. You just, you just say, Lord, I'm, I'm a sinner. I haven't been perfect my whole life. And I know that that's, that's sin. And the sin leads to death. Spiritual death. So I I accept you, Lord, as my Savior. Just pray that in your heart. Accept you, Lord, as my Savior. Cover my sin. Allow me to live for you going forward. That's as easy as it is. But it has to be in your heart. Many people in their head know Jesus is, and so does demons. Demons even know Jesus is Christ, right? The question is in your heart. You, you, you need to make him your personal savior. And that's the beautiful thing that happens. And we're going to move down to some more music to just talk about the gratitude we have for the privilege of going to the Father in the Holy of Holies, the privilege of having our sins forgiven, knocked on that cross. We can live with gratitude, and that's what this song is all about. Let me see if anybody else wanted to read. So I'll, I'll, um, and that might you read this one again, and I'll, I'll read the last one. Yes, of course. You never do. Praise the Lord, who can utter the mighty deeds of the Lord, or declare all his praise? 
Psalm 106, 1-2 The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. Psalm 93, 1-2 So I throw up my hands. All that I have is a hallelujah. I know it's not much. I've nothing else fit for a king. I will lift up my hands towards your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statues. Psalm 119 to 48. Mm -hmm. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And with his wounds, we are healed. Amen. Isaiah 53, 5. Come on, my soul, lift up your song, cause you got a lion inside of those lungs. Mm -hmm. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, Psalm 104. I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and... Over oh, all the power of the enemy, Luke 10, 19. I know she can't see the last line. Heavenly That's Father. That's right. Wow, what a beautiful song this <laughs> Love is. Love it. Just talk about having the gratitude. Oh, my words fall short. How could I express all my gratitude? I could sing these songs as I often do, but every song must end, and you never do. So Oh 
worship songs we <laughs> got through today. I just love them. And there's Gates with Thanksgiving. This is about great things now. This song talks about, come let us worship our King. Oh God, you have done great things, hasn't he? Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty Lord, mighty in battle. Psalm 22, 4, see all the battles we won for the Israelites. In the battles he's won for you in your life. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1-1. <laughs> Jeremiah's got some tears going just like I do. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquer the grave. Free every captive and break every chief. By canceling the record of death that stood against us with its legal demands, he set aside, nailing it to the cross. We can be so grateful for that, can't we? We are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us, I am sure that neither life nor death, nor rulers, nor powers, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's Romans 8, 37 to 39. Mm. 
And this is another awesome, great song about great things that he's done, right? We dance in your freedom, O Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Let us praise his name with dancing, make melody to him with tambourines and lyre. For the though, for thus says the, the one who is highly and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. Of Isaiah 57, 15. Who he has done great things in history and in our lives.
shall my word be that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me. That word shall come with what we do and shall succeed. However, Lord, your words are full of fixing the We are more than conquerors to him who loved us. And I'm sure that neither life nor death, nor ruler, nor power, nor anything else in all creation will separate us, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Woo! I'm going to come back here now for a second and uh, get back a little bit of, finish up the chapter 14 of um, this beautiful book of Romans. Right? So, to look at this, and I want to see some comments. I want to make sure I get some of that in there. I see uh, Bobby says, Good morning, everybody. Uh, I got to turn this on. There, there, there we go. And so, if you have uh, any questions or anything like that, let me know, and we'll get that put up here. Good morning, Rick, and everyone. Praise the Lord, says Bobby. Um, good morning to you. Great to have you here, says Annette. Um, Bobby says, "Great to be here." We see uh, here's sheriffs. Sheriffs? What's it? Cheryl's on the Rumble saying, "Hi, Rick. Thank you for your teaching. Love the music too." I just love this music too. Uh, Jeremiah is uh, talking about Gus and his teaching that we do on Fridays. He is very mature to Lord. The, 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 the word has penetrated in him, right? He, he can bring up uh, all kinds of thinkings. Um, so anyway, that is that is pretty pretty cool stuff. So thank you uh, for joining us here. And go to comments on uh, or the, the live chat on Rumble or to backstage and um, have any questions or you have any comments or just something. We will we will put this we'll put this up uh, on there. It is I just love this music too. This is my favorite part of what I do here Monday through Friday and then Sunday morning. Is is just being able to worship with you, and uh, let's let's uh, continue that worship with the Word of God. Just do not cause another to stumble. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. Right. This is verse thirteen. Not passing judgments also talked about in Matthew 7, 1. Jesus saying, judge not that you be not judged. Right? So, yeah, just a good warning and reminder for us. Verse 14 says, I know, I am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it's unclean for anyone who thinks it's unclean. So, if you think something's unclean in your heart, then obviously that you want to stay away from that. And, and But don't judge other people for, for that same standard, right? And the voice came to him again a second time out of Acts 10 15. What God has made clean, do not call common. This is when he clearly showed Peter that the Gentiles were not unclean anymore. Right? That, that was a major point of what he was doing there. He talked about food there, but the major point, you'll see that whole context of that, it's this whole Acts uh, chapter 10, is it's time to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. And it's exciting time to just uh, see this new covenant come to fruition right verse 15 says for if your brother is grieved by what you eat you are no longer walking in love by what you eat do not destroy the one who christ died so uh, again calling something good do not um 
what, what, in 1 Corinthians it talks about it too, I do not mean your conscience, but this, for why should my liberty be determined by someone else's conscience, right? If I partake with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of that for which I give thanks? Very important. This is why uh, we don't judge others based on what they do, right? We only judge people if they're teaching incorrect things about Jesus and God or the gospel. Um, v16, just like Jesus said to the Samaritan woman, right? You, you Samaritans worship what you do not know. That was a big part of Samaria when they got they got assimilated and um, and created a, a calf god up in the northern part of the. Uh, two, two, two different cities had two different golden calves even, right? And they worshiped on the mountain, they didn't go to Jerusalem. So uh, the Samaritans were messed up and Jesus corrected them for their, for their incorrect teaching, right? But not for what they did, right? Um, that's why he said, for you who have not sinned, throw the first stone. Jesus, Jesus knows everybody's sinful. Uh, he was very clear about that. So do not let what you regard good to be spoken as evil. Um, in verse 16 here, and it's really not a matter of eating or drinking, right? We, 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 we've, we've seen that over and over in this chapter. 1 Corinthians 8.8 8 says, Food will not commend us to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat and no better off if we do. So, hey, if somebody has a special diet that makes them special, don't judge them for it. But to them, it's important that they do that. That's, that's, they're doing that in honor of the Lord. I go to verse 19, it says, So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. This is the key to this whole chapter, I think. You don't judge people. What do you do? You do things that build people up. You build the, you build the kingdom. Right? This is what it's all about. So what do you do for mutual upbuilding? 1 Corinthians 4.12 says, So with yourself, since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. If we all strive there, we're doing well. Right? Strive build up the church that's why we have want ephesians 4 talks so much about the spirit of, of unity and uh, the bond of peace right that's what we need to strive for and pray for our human nature is going to go directly against that because our human nature basically says hey anybody that thinks differently than i is weird right <laughs> that's kind of what the term weird kind of means is that anybody that thinks differently than me <laughs> but uh, everybody's kind of weird right uh, so, but we don't judge people for that. Just be careful. That's uh, that's what human nature does, right? Uh, verse 20 says, Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble of what he eats. Right, again, so if somebody doesn't think you should eat pork, right? Um, you just, just don't eat pork in front of them. Don't bring them pork, obviously, for, for dinner party or um, or allow them to be able to eat something different, right? Those are the things. So um, this everything is clean is talked about in Titus too. To the pure, all things are pure. But to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure, but both their minds and their conscience are defiled. This is pretty clear teaching throughout all of uh, what, what Paul did in the epistles is showing us that, hey guys, um, everything's clean, right? 21 says, it is good to not eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. Again, that's just a, just a common theme of uh, just respecting if other people believe things are not clean, to respect them for it. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat lest I make my brother stumble. Now, I think that's eating, 
even meet in front of them, right? And obviously, and when that person's not around, I don't think we have to, we don't have to live other people's uh, uh, version of, of, of this, right? So we see here also, blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment in uh, verse 22. The faith you have, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself with what approves. And you'll see that also in 1 John. See, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. So if your heart doesn't condemn you, you're thinking about what should, what should I eat, what should I drink, what day should I worship, what day should I not worship, and your heart's not condemning you, then you're free, okay? You can worship Him every day as your Sabbath, right? Um, just don't be judging other people based on what they think the Sabbath is not, and whether it's applicable in the New Testament or not. Um, that is not what God's concerned about, what you eat and drink and what day you worship on. He wants your heart 24-7, right? And, uh, but does it mean that it's not good to make sure you have a day off every week? It's not, uh, that, that if you do believe in the Sabbath, that you worship that and give thankfulness to for that. Or you eat or drink something and you give thankfulness for that. And that's how we can have better unity, right? You have to admit that uh, I'm going to close some of these tabs since I opened so many of them. Um, in this in this teaching, so that I can get to the communion scriptures that we'll do after a couple of songs. But that, if you had to summarize this this whole chapter, it is: Hey, enjoy your life, build up the church, focus on that, focus not on judging other people, right? As long as they believe the right God, the right Jesus, the right gospel, be it in a you have a spirit of unity, a bond of peace with them, right? All right. So now let's uh, do some a few more songs, and then we'll do. Then we'll get into uh, communion. So if you want to grab your uh, elements, we'll do that right after a few more beautiful songs. We sang great things. We're going to keep that, uh, uh, that, 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 that spirit up here. Uh, we're going to now go to the, I mean, the, the, the upbeat music up now. After we started with the deep worship music, um, we're going to talk about shouting to the Lord now. I'll do this one. Have, have, uh, um, have, uh, and that do the last one here. This is, shout to the Lord, all the earth let us sing. Clap your hands, all people. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. That's Psalm 47.1. Mountains bow down and the seas will roar to the sound of your name. That's the lyric in the song. That points to all the earth worship you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Psalm 66.4. All the earth. Woo, just think about that. <laughs> It's so that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth. Philippians 2.10 This talks about my comfort and my shelter. You who dwell in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91.1 And so again, these scriptures are going to show up at the bottom of the screen too. And even additional scriptures as we worship for the song. So, so do that with me. And it talks about, he's also our uh, fourth lyric, is power of refuge and strength. It says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I am. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. I don't know about you, but I want that strong tower in my life, that shield, that strength, my comfort. The mountains bow down to him and the seas are going to roar. All the earth is going to worship him. Let's shout to the Lord with the rest of the earth.
nothing compares to the promise I have in you. Is that not true? Mm. Yeah. I'm going to keep that hey, uh, momentum Bobby. going. Yeah. Bobby Ann, read one. Oh, Bobby, Bobby, will you read this one? Do you mind? That would be that would be awesome. Sure, absolutely. Awesome. I can't do I can't do video right now, but I can I can do audio. That's awesome. <laughs> Amen. All right. Um, this is the sound of dry bones rattling. And as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling of, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. Ezekiel thirty-seven seven B. Praise make a dead man walk again. Open the grave. I'm coming out. I'm going to live again. The man who died came out. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. John 11:44. Resurrection power. There is another miracle here in this room. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. Luke 24:36. Pentecostal fire stirring something new. You are not going to run out of miracles anytime soon. I love that. <laughs> when the day of Pentecost arrived, suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind and divided tongues as of fire rested on each of them. Acts 2, 1 through 3. All right. Thank you, Bobby. It's one of those uh, upbeat songs. He's got Pentecostal fire, resurrection power. Woo! It's going to be a miracle in this room. Just think about that in your room right now. There's a miracle. Let's ask him. The sounds of dry bones are rattling.
in my fortress and my deliverer. My shield, my horn, my salvation, my stronghold. Alright, so now we're going to do communion. If you get here, uh, if you want to celebrate with us, uh, that'd be your, something to represent his blood, some, something, some liquid and uh, some bread. And uh, this will be a shorter one. I usually teach with a bunch of scripture, but uh, we're, we're short on time and, and uh, I think people have uh, seen most of those scriptures I've shown. There's about 15 of them I'm going to show, there's three or four right now, um, to talk about communion and then we'll, we'll, we'll partake of that. And you don't want to partake of this until you really accepted Christ and your heart's right. You, you've asked for forgiveness. We'll talk about that in just a second. So let's dig in a little bit to some of these scriptures um, that talk about communion. If I can get these up here. Oh, they're hiding. Let's see where I have them. There they are. All right. Let me pull those up. So the first one I'd like to emphasize today is 1 John 1, 7. It says, but if we walk in the light as he is the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That's why we're going to be celebrating in this cup. I'll take my giddy up here. And uh, we'll do that in just a second. All right. And, uh, and then uh, also some type of uh, the bread, right? So, so we're talking about... This is what this is. This is a symbol, or just the communion is a symbol of, of, uh, of his blood and his, and his flesh that we're eating and drinking in remembrance of him, right? But why? Well, the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That's what we're celebrating. What a beautiful, beautiful thing, huh? If you look at um, this verse 2 where Jesus is talking in Revelation 2, 8, he says, And to the angel of the church of Smyrna write the words of the first and the last who died and came to life. Yeah, that that that's a that's one that. See if I can find my other verses of John that I have here. They got mixed up with everything else I was I was doing. Let me go to these other scriptures that I wanted to bring up. Give me a second to grab those again. Um, I had them all lined up, but I, when I was closing those tabs, I closed them. <laughs> that was not smart. <laughs> There's a couple others I wanted to highlight here, though. I think this was one as well. You'll see here. Uh, that's what I just did. Okay, good. Uh, here's another scripture about uh, the bread now, right? We just talked about the wine. Here's the bread. That's about, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Remember the manna that came down from heaven to, to, so they could survive in the wilderness, right? That was the bread of life coming down now. Now Jesus is the living bread. Right? They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. So just think about that. That's the everlasting life we're going to have. We're not gonna we're not gonna ever hunger or thirst. <laughs> and that's what we're celebrating, is uh, who who Jesus is here. Um, this is Matthew where he says, I I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine, and I drink in the new with you in the Father and kingdom of heaven. He's telling them, "Hey, I'm going to the I'm going to the cross." Is what he's talking about there. Um, this is one I want to warn everybody about. It says, "Let a person examine himself, 
And so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who drink, eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. So you don't want to drink judgment on yourself. We need to examine ourselves. Remember when you need to accept Christ to be able to do this, you should, right? And also you should uh, examine yourself. So I'm just going to do, do just do a moment of silence right now where you will all just come and confess any recent sins and just ask any unknown or known sins, right? And then just get right with God before you take this move. So let's just do that right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Make us all right in your name. Cleanse us from the sin. Allow us to come to this table with you. Celebrate your life and death on the cross for us. Your, your blood and your flesh. Bread of life. Blood of Thank you, Lord. Say this evening, Jesus. And, um, there's many places in the Bible. I think all four Gospels talk about the, the Last Supper, the Communion. Um, we just did that. The, and so right here in Matthew, I'll take this one. I'm going to end this at 28, I think. But let's do this together. Now as they were eating, Jesus took the bread. And after blessing it, bless this Lord in the name of Jesus. He broke it and gave it to the disciples. He said, take, eat, this is my body. Let's partake of that now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for dying for us. Thank you for the punishment you took for us, for our sins. Thank you for nailing it to the cross. Thank you, Lord. And then he says, and he took the, a cup, and when he had given thanks, thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you for your blood that you shed for him and prospered. And when he gave, had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which was poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. For ten. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for going to the cross for each and every one of us, for all of our sins, past, present, and future. Lord, thank you for allowing your body to be broke, lest you be destroyed, your, your uh, blood to be poured out for us. Thank you for that blood being how we are saved and, and being also our covering for all our sins. So, when we go to the white throne judgment, they don't see the perfect life of Christ, not mine, not ours. We love you so much for that, Lord. Thank you. We say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. I really appreciate you guys taking the time this Sunday. We'll end with one more song, but I wanted to uh, just also invite you to be a bigger part of this ministry. We're, we're doing, we have big plans um, to really make sure we are setting the captives free 
healing the brokenhearted, um, really building up disciples. And um, that's why we've created a whole new platform. It's a Facebook replacement um, called The Neighborhood, right? So you see that right down there in the middle of the screen, neighborhood.social. You can download that on your phone, um, Google Play Store or the Apple Store. Um, but you can also just go to neighborhood.social. Most people do both, right? It's really beautiful to be able to chat with people on your laptop and then also when you're away, see it on your phone. A very good experience. It works just like Facebook. It's extremely easy. Make sure you create your account at neighborhood.social. That's where we commune. We also, on that neighborhood.social, have groups that meet outside the times we meet backstage that are uh, P2T Zoo groups. Um, that will be helping you get into the Bible and also just not have not so you're not isolated. Come together with a um, you know, Christian community and that's why we invite you to all these groups. I'm going to show you real quick on the screen how easy it is to, to see when to join those Zoom groups. And so Zoom's really easy by the way. Those of you who have never done it, it uh, works on almost every platform, your, your tablet, your phone, almost any phone, um, and also on any, any computer. And so if I come over here to the screen and I bring up and just go to the, just type in neighborhood.social, right? You will come to um, our neighborhood. And it's, we call it the Christian Impactor Platform. You can see how it has Ross and the lion and Jesus there, neighborhood.social, right? And uh, once you go there, if you go to the group area um, and go to the first area in there, which is B2T Biblical Zoom Groups, Right, you'll see like six groups now that are going to be more forming um, that meet different times during the week that you can have some Christian community of awake Christians that you know understand what's going on with the globalists, what's going on with uh, with, with with Trump really, right? And 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 also uh, honor the, the Lord God Almighty. Right? So you see here it's grow in grace and truth. It meets noon on Thursdays. That CST times. All these are CST. We have God Squad that meets 11 a.m. on Wednesdays. We have NMC with the Holy Spirit that meets noon on Tuesdays. We have the PCR, which uh, is our Project Children Rescue, which we pray for the children. And uh, we meet twice a week here. This would be Tuesday after the show. You just stay on the Zoom. And um, also that same Zoom link will work Thursday mornings at 11 a.m. CST. Then we have Courts of Heaven every Friday at 3 p.m. Beautiful time for people to go literally into the courts of heaven and, and meet with the Lord on, on important issues. Then we do a Bible study every Wednesday night after the show. Uh, you can stay on that same Zoom, right? But uh, all these, when you go into them, the link will be right there. So I'm going to show you an example. If I go into Grow, grow in Grace and Truth as an example, I'm going to open up this in the info on your, on your phone, you hit info. <clears throat> you will be able to see the link, the Zoom link right there. That's how easy it is, right? It's public stuff. Um, so we ask people not to abuse this. This is sometimes bring on, we'll bring on trolls, but uh, we, we're trusting that if you're going to come to the neighborhood, you're going to come to the groups, and you'll be able to easily find the Zoom link. And uh, uh, you, I think, will really enjoy meeting other Christian patriots who love the country, have a little other country. It's a worldwide Thing. We have people right now, um, you know, coming on from Australia and Sweden and Finland and England and all of Canada. So, uh, uh, so we want to meet worldwide patriots who, who love their country and love the Lord. This is the place to be. Go there. There's a lot of other things. You can find events there. Um, 
to, to see see what events are coming up. As you know, tomorrow night, I wanted to make sure everybody knows. No, tonight, tonight. At, um, I just wanted to, to this last announcement before we play our last song. There's a night of prayer for Trump family and the nation. Unfortunately, I have another commitment and can't be here. But uh, boy, this is gonna have some awesome, awesome guests, by the way. I'm, if you, I'm gonna click on this and go into more depth and you'll see Gus has put this up where you have, um, if I look at the, the guests, Eric and Laura Trump is gonna be there tonight. This is on Zoom, right? So you, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. They're gonna be meeting on Zoom, but you'll be able to meet just by going to stay on this Rumble channel. Um, it'll be posted on here. I'm gonna create a link here shortly and give that to Amanda so she'll be, uh, but also all Amanda's channels, right? Um, on YouTube and Rumble, etc. So Eric and Laura Trump will be there. Alina Haba, Robin Bullock, Donna Clement, Donna Clement. Um, they've, most of these people have been on the show. Pastor Jackson Lawmaker has been in the show. Clay Clark's coming on Monday, by the way. Roger Stone, Pastor Kent Christmas, another special guest. Um, again, that's going to be at 5 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Um, that is the night of prayer for Trump family and the nation. So don't miss that. You can, you can watch it on this channel. Uh, or any of Amanda's channels, right? Um, again, this Rumble channel is what I'm talking about right now. It's a, lot, a lot of people watch it from other channels, but on, the, on my Rumble, Blessed to Teach, Blessed Number Two Teach. <coughs> and with that, let's get into one more, one more song. Uh, we just did rattle. Now we're gonna do our very first song we ever did. Uh, this is Mighty to Save. Uh, so, uh, Ned, if you wouldn't mind uh, reading this one, let me see if I've got it on the right sound setting so they'll be able to hear you. Just one second. I do not. To end this morning, I guess. Here we go. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Great. Good. Okay. My God is mighty to save. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. Sephania 3:17a. He rose and conquered the grave. Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, and that he appeared to see us. Then to the twelve, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 to 6. Shine your light and let the whole world see. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Let your light shine before others. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. Awesome. So this is mighty to save. Yep. He's conquered the grave.
Alright. Uh, let me uh, end in a prayer and say thank you so much for joining us here on this Sunday morning. Have a great rest of Sunday, great rest of the week. Again, we will resume Monday night at 5 o'clock p.m. CSC will do the Truth News Monday through uh, Thursday. And um, then we have a praise and prayer, something real similar. Where we, but we can hear the praises of those backstage as well as pray for your specific prayer requests. We do that Mondays and Thursdays. And we have Word and Worship um, here on Sunday morning, but also on Friday at 5 p.m. CST. So join us. And then obviously on Tuesday and Wednesdays, we bring on guests, some beautiful guests coming on. And we have Dr. Artis and 107 and Amanda Grace and so many other uh, awesome people that come on the show. So with that, uh, let me lift us up and just uh, ask for a blessing for all of us. Holy Father, thank you so much again for letting us just come to you in praise and worship and do it with your word. Lord, we thank you for that privilege and for, the, for what we celebrated with communion It's your death on the cross. Thank you. Thank you for your flesh and your blood. Lord, we also just ask us for a specific blessing on everyone that's listening to my voice right now. Lord, there's been so much division that the enemy has brought in. Lord, we ask for a bond of peace and spirit of unity to start coming back into the families. Obviously, also into the whole body of Christ, into the remnant, into this ministry, blessed to teach. Um, but Lord, for everybody that's listening to my voice, their families, I pray, they start to become unity. The, 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 the scales that are on the eyes of their, of their friends and families, or some hate Trump or, or, or don't understand what the globalists are doing, Lord, may those, those just be removed completely. But most of all, remove anything that's keeping them from coming to you as our Lord and Savior. Bless us with more of our family, our extended family coming to us, more of our friends coming to see you, more of our friends and family coming to you and in unity, in a bond of peace, a spirit, a spirit of unity. We just can't wait for the unity to start to come back into America, into all these countries that are represented here and listening. And we love you, Lord, so much. We cannot wait till you show up and show off we're looking so forward to being in this battle with you. Love you. And we say this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Hey, thank you so much for joining us here on Blessed Teach, Blessed Teach Ministries. Yeah. We, again, are on six days a week. So join us. Um, Rumble is the primary channel where you can chat and I can see your comments. And uh, also backstage is where you can, you can get a deeper experience. Uh, go to blessedteach.com, hit the backstage tab. I'd love to have more of you back here worshiping with us as well. Uh, with that, uh, you know, all the backstage are un unmuting and saying goodbye. Goodbye.